Hello and welcome to 25 Cents, a video game podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Nick. Each episode we'll be talking about the games we've tried, other games we keep going back to, and what we think might be great games to check out if you've got kids. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on the web at goodstuff.network. Hey Nick, welcome back to the show. Hey Chris, how's it going? Good, good. I, I'm. Uh, we're in almost spring. We have. We have. I don't know if the meme went around in your area, but in Canada, and specifically Saskatchewan, where I am, we have like fall, spring, and then winter again, and then spring for real. And so a week and a bit ago, we were sort of in fall, spring. Now we're kind of like maybe it's spring. I don't know. Snow's melting anyways. Kids are playing outside. It's, that's all I care about. Yeah, I, we, we don't get quite get that kind of weather in Seattle, although every once in a while, you know, like early March, you can get like a really, really nice, warm, sunny day just randomly. Um, uh, so we, we did we did spend, I think, last Saturday just up on the roof, sitting on our on our deck. Uh, it was a little cool, but in the sun, it was okay. And, and we were just like reading and had lunch up there. And that, that was really nice. But now we're back to the usual gray and rainy for another week or so, at least. Um, and that'll that'll last until the dry season, pretty much. The dry season. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and for clarity, you do have a, a proper deck on the roof. It's not like you're uh, yes. whatever the yeah. proper it's term uh, is. To... It's a, a, town, a townhouse style stack where, where there's stairs that lead up to a flat portion of the roof. Um, right. Gotcha. With, yeah, uh, I think I with, saw your... with walls and fencing and and furniture and such <laughs> not just on the slant i'm picturing the slanted roof and you kind of have some sort of hack job lawn chair <laughs> I, <laughs> sitting up there I, there, there is a, a slanted roof on top of the stairs and i've i've climbed up there once to like check the material and that was probably a terrible idea because of course that's a slanted roof on top of an additional three stories <laughs> so you know there there's quite a plummet uh on on yeah. all sides um I get that we have outside our our master bedroom window a view above like our garage sort of, and there's a, a a drain pipe that's been blown a little bit askew. And so my wife is like, well, we can just open our window and go out and get that, like fix it. And I'm looking at it like it's a, it's a smaller, you know, portion of our roof. It's a really pretty steep slant. I get like the nervousness just thinking about doing it and where she's like, oh, we can just like hang on to a rope or something and go out the window. (laughs) I think we'll just pay for somebody to come fix it. It's not yeah. worth neck breaking your neck. So, anyway. so speaking of jumping and and platforming, <laughs> that's a good transition. Getting back to the to the, the console corner, we uh, we we fired up um, new Super Mario Brothers U for the Switch. So uh, this is one of the cartridges we got when we first got the Switch now over a year ago, but we barely played it because it was just a little too hard, and it's still very unforgiving on the the timing of jumping like it's very easy to to just miss the edge of that platform and and die it's more like the classic um 2d mario games and um so i think you know for for my son it's still like a little bit too frustrating but he did seem to have more fun this time than the last time we tried playing several months ago so that's good but it's still it's still tough uh to find that right difficulty level and compared to um Yoshi's Crafted World, which I know we've talked about a few times on here, where you can pretty much save yourself from just about any failed jump. You know, it's a much uh, a much more forgiving difficulty level. Uh, does for he a get platformer. Does he get frustrated with Mario Brothers? You as far as like dying and because when you're playing together, don't you like if you and him are both playing? Do you each sort of kill, you can come back in a bubble and kind of rejoin? Yeah, you, I lives? think you get a maximum of five 
lives before you're out of the level completely. Um, so he does often use those up. Um, uh, and, and it, and I think it's mostly just a timing thing that you have noticed, you know, with the, the coordination of, well, you have to be moving horizontally already and hit jump. You can't like stop at the edge of the platform and then hope to jump from the edge and, and make the, the gap, which I mean, has been true of platforming games for, for decades. But I think, mm. yeah, it's, it's one of those games where it's fun, but it's not quite, um, uh, enjoyable enough yet for him. Um, yeah, I think, I think we have, we have other games that are better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It'll come for sure. Yeah. It's the, that's every parent's fear of like, I remember that too. I think we talked about it. Like, are my parents, are my kids going to be able to learn how to run and jump in a video game? <laughs> it's like <laughs> some sort of like equivalent yeah. of like reading a, a proper novel or whatever other well, or, normal parents have. <laughs> are you, you know, I getting, getting your, getting your kids started on, uh, you know, the peewee hockey team in time, except yeah. it's for, it's for like esports before they're too old to, to play competitively. Right. Yeah. Like, Oh, you're 10 uh, years old. You can, oh, you're past your yeah. time already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll, you'll never, you'll never, uh, you'll never make worlds or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, I, uh, so, so what have, what have, what all have you been playing in the, in the house? Well, actually console in terms of consoles, I haven't picked up the switch actually since we last chatted. I don't think other than, Oh, we did do a little bit of uh Every so often, I'll just, uh, outside of their, you know, quote unquote screen time, I'll go out down and play a game that I know they're just going to watch and make mm-hmm. it very clear that they're watching. They, they're not allowed to pick up the controller and join. This is just my, <laughs> this is my like Twitch stream to my family, basically, but just right. to, <laughs> with their help. And so um, we pulled out um, Animal Crossing because they have added the, the Mario Brothers, speaking of Mario Brothers stuff, right. they've added all sorts of add-ins for that. And so uh, we were playing that a bit just to unlock. We had to get a little bit further in the game and then unlock a bit more uh, stuff to be able to order. So actually, I haven't gone back yet because I ordered it from the online shopping thing in, inside the game for a, a Mario pipe, and a couple of Mario pipes or whatever they're called. And then uh, the Mario, I think it was, or maybe I got the Luigi outfit, actually. So my character can be full on. Yeah, you can Luigi. get like the little overalls, right? Yeah, and, pants uh, and hat. Yeah. And, yeah, so it's it's funny because like my if you ask my kids, do they like Animal Crossing? Yep, they do. Do they ever play it? Hardly ever. Like they, they picked it up originally when we got it. My oldest and my youngest both kind of dug it for a bit, but the actually going and playing it when there's all the other things to play, very low on the priority list. If I sit and play it for half an hour, 45 minutes, they're into it. Like they love it. They're, they're having fun. There's, there's enough of a puzzle and like unlocking this by building this and get collecting these things and whatever. Right. But the actual game, I think they're just like, there's so many, way too many other options. And, um, but it is like a, a fun little world to build in and play in and sort of collectively, it's a chill game, obviously, right? And so I do like it for that. Uh, but it's hard to justify, like, what I forget what the current price is, probably $80 Canadian, whatever that is, American. It's hard to justify a game that you may or may not actually end up playing all that often when it's that expensive and there's just lots of other games. So I actually, in, just quickly, I, I also, um, on our Xbox, we have the Game Pass for a little bit longer. And so FIFA mm-hmm. 20 was is the most recent FIFA game that's available on Game Pass. Downloaded that, that last night. That's a, if you've never played sports games and maybe soccer is not like, or football, depending on where you are, it's a, it is a little bit complicated, but it's a, such a fun, beautiful, visually beautiful game to play actually. Um, and uh, yeah, I just really enjoy it. The presentation is top notch as far as graphics and visuals are going as far as sports games these days it's yeah e- ea sports games the the latest generations seem to be just pretty 
uh, mind blowing, you know, and they, and they invest in like scanning every real world player oh, yeah. into the game, right? Like, it's so it's nuts. Uh, so. and, and it comes out every season. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I've played a, a soccer slash football video game in, in a long time that I can think of. Those are um, speaking of, uh, frustrating with kids. So like FIFA is definitely a hard one for a kid to wrap their head around, especially the sports games in general are hard when you've got multiple players and you don't know who you're supposed to control. Hockey's the same. Like it took a long time for my kids to get to that stage where they could like grasp that you can switch players and the computer might switch players for you. Um, and that, yeah. that whole dynamic is just really hard to grasp and get your head around. But then once they, once that's unlocked, much like running and jumping in Mario, then it's a lot of fun because it's just competitive. It's quick little, you know, 20 minute games you can play. Um, and, and like we talked about last time, like you can adjust your own <laughs> personal difficulty level right. and pass the puck or the ball away on purpose to give them a chance and things like that. And it becomes a lot of fun to, to play together but yeah i think i think i tended to play more um again mostly at friends but the 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 sillier um sports games so like nba jam nfl Mm -hmm. blitz uh mutant league hockey right where where like technically you were playing the sport but (laughs) it was not very realistic and often the best way to play was to just kind of brute force whack everyone out of your way and try to score points right like you you didn't have to plan much or pass the ball or whatever the case was they've that's where both actually hockey and the uh fifa i noticed too has a a mode i forget what they call it but where it's basically three on three or or one on one actually too where it just so it simplifies the game a lot for and it's more of a street football game that they do in fifa anyways so that one is actually really easy a lot easier to get your sort of head wrapped around much like they did with nba jam and and those kinds of basketball yeah so kind of like a pickup game that you'd play at the park yeah so there's only three people on your team. It's pretty easy to figure out who's who and which mm-hmm. character you're controlling. And you can do obviously a little more exaggerated moves and, and tricks and stuff very, with a few buttons without having to. So it's if if you ever a chance to play the demo anyways or whatever, I think I think there's one FIFA, I forget which FIFA Legacy Edition, I think is for the Switch. Um, and if they ever put a demo out, it's worth trying just for just as an experience of a sports game. And then, you know, whether they take, take up from there and want to actually play more or not, you can go from there. But yeah, I'd, I'd have to check that out, and I, I have, uh, you know, I think other family members who would who would enjoy that probably. Um, yeah, I think uh, that. Go, uh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> need like a marker thing in here. Transitions are yeah. Tricky. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so the the there's presumably no Mario content in in FIFA because uh, it's not not on Nintendo, uh, but I think. A lot of this stuff is for the Mario 35th anniversary, which is now kind of coming to an end officially. So there's a bunch of stuff that's going into the uh, the Nintendo Vault. I don't know what they call it, but like if you had Mario Brothers 35 on your Nintendo Online subscription, it's going to go away. Uh, you can't buy the Super Mario 3D All Stars anymore, digitally or physically. Um, and there's some other stuff that's ending as well. And that, that seems really interesting to me that that Nintendo is kind of going the the old school Disney route of like exclusivity and timed windows on on certain pieces of content when like why why not just leave the game available like yeah it was for a special event but like people would still play it in the future why not just keep it going yeah it's especially just even seeing like how Disney has backed down from that now with like streaming so it's just here's all our stuff and they obviously slowly add aren't it's not like they dumped everything onto their on disney plus all at once but they are the it seems like anyways they're just gonna keep adding more stuff i don't know that they're losing stuff other than things they licensed that aren't actually explicitly theirs but yeah right. to have the the uh, super mario 3d all-stars just disappear here at the end of march i think is what it when it's going to go away is really fascinating i don't 
everything I've read feels like it's a, everyone's kind of like annoyed. Although obviously anybody who wants it would have bought it by now, but even six months from six months from now, when someone gets a switch for the first time, they just can't even buy it. Even if that's like their favorite game they ever played was super Mario galaxy way back when or whatever. Um, it's not even an option to buy it. It seems bizarre to me to like, I'd love to know the marketing plan behind that unless they plan to like use that as every six months or a year, they're going to trot it out as a, exclusive thing you can buy now and then we're gonna put it away again wink wink and yeah I'm, I'm trying to remember you know like when i was of the right age to really care about like old disney movies on vhs which was was our our family experience and and i remember there were always ads like you know pinocchio is going back in the vault forever you know and 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 then it would come back several years later but they were also doing like theatrical re-releases and and obviously the business model is totally different now there's streaming there's there's um you know way more on demand but yeah it just feels weird i i will be curious what the you know because you can't resell the digital version of a game because it's tied to your account but will there be a really odd secondary market for that that 3d all-stars cartridge right like you finish playing you don't really want to keep it anymore would you be able to turn around and now sell that cartridge for a hundred plus dollars easily to someone who missed getting it during the window uh and and doesn't know when it's going to be out of the vault again right yeah that's interesting yeah that's like nft for nintendo yeah (laughs) oh man there's there's something that we don't i don't think we want to get into and it's yeah, it's weird. It's funny because on on my sort of Twitter feed and some of the discussion on on uh, on the good stuff pa- uh, Patreon Discord, right, is is like universally negative uh, security concerns, fraud concerns, uh, environmental concerns. But I've seen it popping up in weird places, like uh, you know, a a coworker was promoting their friend's art NFT in in a channel the other day. And on another Discord, I'm in. Someone was like, "Hey, I'm starting to get into NFT for my art," and I'm not going to be like that guy who jumps in and be like, Oh my God, you know, this is the yeah. worst thing ever. How could you, how could you right? But yeah, that's a, I don't know. We can, we can cut this all out. It, but yeah, it's, it's such <laughs> a weird, it's a weird thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, it getting into that uh, exclusivity of, um, I mean, tons of games do it right. Like you get your weird hats in Fortnite or. Um, uh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like the, the, the switch they could easily do just like they do at animal crossing where you can buy this thing now and then, a little while later you can't and then it's kind of like you you got you got the mario hat or whatever and nobody else can get that now and it's a little bit sad but you everybody can still play the game so like they could very easily do right. Mario all-stars with a special whatever i don't know whatever it could be in the game but um and so it seems like that would be the obvious way to make some exclusive extras for people rewarding people for buying it during that special season or whatever but um yeah yeah so, or, or having been a player for a long time yeah, they might. I, the other angle on that, I wonder, is if they have a new Switch bundle coming that's just going to include that as a, like that and something else, maybe, you know, in in the oh. fall, let's say for back to school or back to Christmas, I guess, or whatever, back to Christmas. <laughs> but, uh, you know, something like that where they actually plan to bundle it with something. And so they want to kind of like pull demand or increase demand, pull supply a bit for a little while just to repackage it in some other sort of Super Mario complete archive. Right. Bundle well, and there's those rumors about upgraded switch hardware coming you know that'll do some like 4k upscaling and have a better chip than the uh was it a tegra t1 i think um you know kind of still not on par with the the other what are we on ninth generation consoles ps5 yeah is ninth generation i think um but but a little bit upgraded Um, yeah yeah i mean switch is still 
definitely a a big part of our our gameplay time, but less so I think than it was summer last year. Uh, and, and and like I was saying, another a few episodes ago, it's it's definitely a bit of screen time burnout uh, in the family. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, my kids don't suffer from that at all, but um, <laughs> but I definitely do. I find I find myself uh, the we can segue into fitness. Maybe I guess is a good way of mm. talking. But the uh, I find myself not really connecting the dots of like I don't really want to start a screen because that's like a foreign concept to me. I love. I've never been one of those people who like at the end of the workday that I'll go happily spend another three hours fiddling with code on something or uh, or trying out some CMS or playing a game or whatever. But I don't know if it's just age or or this pandemic specifically where it's just like, you know what? Actually, I just want to go lay on the couch and <laughs> stare at the wall or something for a while <laughs> or go for a walk or whatever. But like, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it is too, different these too, days. Too much uh, uh, stimulation. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, so I am definitely doing, you know, screen based fitness more. I've got a got an active uh, fitness challenge against my dad again this week, nice. um, although I think he's he's going to defeat me. Um, cause he, he builds exercise into his retirement routine a little better than I do. Um, that's actually, yeah, I have t- my, uh, I'll just, my dad is also on an Apple watch and I've resisted adding him as a, like whatever that's called, like adding a competition, I guess, with him because he's, yeah, he golfs nearly every day, if not twice a day. And then I know he's like working out as well. So I know like it would just be embarrassing how bad my. 60 almost 70 year old dad is would crush me <laughs> yeah i i think i'm in a similar boat because he he always does a daily walk and almost always does a um a bike workout um for yeah. <laughs> for his health um but yeah i mean there's a there's an interesting article in i think men's health about the sort of apple fitness plus studio and how they're how they do their whole program and i've been enjoying i've been enjoying those i mostly do the little 10 minute workouts both because of the um the small time commitment and because my legs start to scream why as someone who's relatively out of shape, uh, especially the, um, the hit workouts as it, oh, that's just yeah. a, a type of workout that, uh, definitely, uh, hits me, but it, it's pretty fun. I, I think I'm still waiting on that, you know, Apple TV slash rumored airplay update in 14.5 to make that experience a little better but mm-hmm. it's pretty slick the the trainers are good the courses are good and you get in you get in a good uh a good workout in there um also played a little bit of ring fit adventure uh again this week and that one's funny because my son has played more of it than i have so he's like giving me tips <laughs> while kind of like you know i've got the controller but he's like running alongside me and saying like no no get the you know hit that hit that yeah uh, you gotta jump <laughs> Um, so kind of a reversal of the, uh, the Mario brothers experience. Yeah, he's teaching you how to run and jump at the same time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're like, I can't, I'm too tired. <laughs> Just in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that game, I keep, like, I keep being tempted by ring fit and then I go look and it's like a hundred bucks Canadian. Yeah. I don't know. This I mean, like, you're buying some... the widget, right? Like you're the, yeah. the fitness ring that comes with it. Yeah. There's something about it that's just like, it's just that little bit, maybe it's even seeing like uh, in Canada here, we always see like US is 79.99, Canada is 99. <laughs> it's just like right away, it puts you into this mindset of like, y- it's more money and it doesn't right. feel like it should be uh, for any reason really, but I understand, I understand currency. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. So have you been playing any, uh, any arcade games of late? No, I haven't actually. And that's, that is the, like I'm the there's a rumored event here in March, maybe April, Apple stuff and Apple TV, of course, is part of the sort of swirling around. And so I'm optimistic, but 
pessimistic at the same time, depending <laughs> on the day, I guess. Yeah, it's our it's our old uh, our our old saw on, on this program. Yeah. So I'm I'm hopeful this is the year, but I also know that it could also be the year where it just they much like the HomePod just got canceled uh, in favor of the HomePod Mini for now. Um, I'm also of the mind that it could just be like they're clearing the deck and being done with that whole space. But that feels odd, oddly counterintuitive to this idea of like Fitness Plus is not just a hobby for us. We were we're really serious about it. So I'm hopeful because it feels like the Apple TV has definitely got to be a, playing a strong part in that whole sort of department or whatever division at Apple of, of right. fitness and arcade. And so, so no, I haven't actually played many arcade games lately. You're what, what have you been playing? Yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend, uh, Sping, I think is how you say it. It's S P, uh, bang NG exclamation point NG. Um, it's a, it's a fun little, you know, arcade game. The, it's sort of a, like a swing and grab kind of game as you as you navigate oh, levels yeah. and collect little coins you yeah. all you have to do is tap and hold and and time your jumps um it, it's pretty fun and and the you know the whole family has been enjoying it really i think um my wife and i are both up in the you know level hundreds with most mostly three star clears uh and there's some other modes you can play um and and my son has been enjoying it too i think he's gotten past a lot of the levels um, and he's not getting like perfect scores on all of them, but he's able to, to complete the levels and, and he seems to enjoy, uh, that a lot. Um, it actually reminds me of an old shareware game that I had for, uh, you know, classic Mac era called spin doctor. Um, mm. and that one, it, it wasn't so much the jump timing, but there was like a grid and you had to navigate different obstacles and you could, you could either grab the next dot as you passed it or reverse your spin direction. Um, so Sping has more of a, like a physics engine where there's kind of gravity and timing to it. Uh, but it, it's definitely a similar sort of gameplay. Um, and, uh, uh, I think fr- friend of the show, Andrew, uh, reminded me that it was coming and, and, uh, he, uh, so definitely, definitely a win for us in the, in the arcade department. And if you remember, you know, there were several months ago, that report about what kinds of games Apple was looking for. And they were like, oh yeah, Grindstone. Grindstone was the game we want to see more of. And this one feels like that, right? Like mm. small digestible levels, challenging, but not too frustrating. Um, you know, some repeatable daily mode kind of stuff on top of the main uh, progression. Um, there's some, some little unlocks that are part of it. You can get different backgrounds and different, little characters that you use but those are purely cosmetic um yeah it's it's a good one uh i would definitely recommend it see if the kids like it um yeah the the other the other interesting thing about about apple arcade is you know a a couple updates ago they added this coming soon feature where you can like pre-download a game and it'll it'll automatically install uh when it's ready which is kind of nice for the parental controls because you can you can do the approval you know, ahead of time, mm. and then it'll show up on the family device uh, whenever it comes out. However, they are announcing games with the trailers and the cool images a little bit too far ahead for the patience of a seven-year-old. <laughs> so he's seeing games sometimes four, six weeks in advance, getting excited, and then realizing that it's not available yet. And he's like, oh, maybe it'll come out this Friday, because I think he he's figured out that the new new releases are generally on Fridays. Maybe it'll come out this Friday. Oh, I really want this to come out. It's but it's not installed yet, right? Can you check if it's if it's out yet? Um, <laughs> so that's that's kind of a an interesting, you know, sort of customer experience for a certain kind. Of, like 
you know, for me as, as an adult, I'm just, I'll, I'll queue it up and like, oh, when it shows up, that, that'll be exciting whenever that may be, you know, it'll be out of my head by the time, uh, future me gets it from past me. Right. But for, <laughs> yeah. for a little kid, that's uh that's a challenge. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's, I find actually even just the uh, Apple's promotion of games is really good. Like the graphics and actually in their app store too, in general, they, they do such a good job of like, here's the games we're playing. And they, like the image they use, the splash screen, which is kind of like this vague artistic um, uh, representation of a bunch of different games all in one screenshot for their like, you know, header graphic. And I'm like, oh, I want to play that game. And then I click through and it's actually like this like I said, an amalgamation of three different games that you can't actually, you can't actually play that game <laughs> that they're, it looks like they're advertising. I'm like, Oh, this one actually isn't, you see the actual gameplay and the, it doesn't live up to, in my mind anyways, the sort of marketing hype of the, this graphic that they're using purely just for like the app store. Like it's nothing. The game, the game maker hasn't done that. It's not like they're misleading anybody. It's just kind of like, yeah, there's been a few times where it's like, it looks like a really fun puzzly, whatever kind of animation game. And then you, yeah, the actual games are, are very different than what I was expecting. Yeah. So. It's, it's the old uh, box art problem from yeah. when, when games <laughs> exactly. were, you know, more physical, right? Like you have this amazing painting of, you know, whatever, uh, I don't know, King's like, Quest five. And then, yeah. and then you're playing, uh, you know, little, little four color pixels or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what have you been doing in uh, tabletop? corner we... yeah so uh a, a couple of, of silly things i mean uh, so games are you know a pretty pretty common thing around here as, as we've talked about before not we didn't play as much as we did on um on spring break or midwinter break whatever they call it uh but we <laughs> so my my wife still has a bunch of her old pogs uh, in a little tube and, and we got, we got those, we broke those out and, um, uh, taught my son how to play. And, you know, he, he likes it. You know, you, you whack a pile with a slammer and knock things everywhere. It's, it's pretty fun. And, um, you know, I remember my sister and I playing a fair bit when that was a brief, uh, craze, um, in the, I guess kind of early to mid nineties in the, at least in the, I know it came from Hawaii, but it, it suddenly became a big thing in the, in the US and, and it was like a promotional thing, you know, you would get everywhere, like every restaurant and product would have like a free pog because you could just print them on cardboard or whatever. Um, and we had like a, a, an Apollo 13 Saturn five pog storage thing that we had gotten at like Burger King over <laughs> five happy meals or something like that. If you win every week. Yeah. Um, there, there, it was a, it was a weird time, but anyway, it, it, fun to kind of relive that a little bit, uh, and, and introduce, um, introduce the kiddo to that. And then, uh, I think you may, may have seen me in, in the discord recently in interrogating, uh, listener Jay on, uh, on how he does some online D and D. Cause I'm trying to get a game together with my old high school group, I think is the plan. Um, and I'll, and I'll, you know, run it with some of the new online tools, uh, so I've been reading up a lot on that. Um, and there's D and D beyond, there's a whole discord bot that like in, integrates and you can, you know, send the bot commands and it'll roll virtual dice for you and calculate all the bonuses and damage and so forth. Um, and do some various add-ons with maps and, and management. Um, so that's, that's pretty, uh, pretty interesting, uh, what you can do these days, uh, with the stuff. The, the one surprising thing, which surprised me is, uh, if you have the physical book, you do not unlock the digital content from that book. You have to buy it separately. Mm. So it's not like when you get, um, 
you know, like a Blu-ray with plus digital copy or, um, yeah. or, uh, um, what's another example like that? Yeah. Like CDs that you, maybe, yeah, yeah. Uh, you often, you still, know, but... if you, if you, if you get a CD or, or actually lately these days you get a, you get an LP plus the digital download. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it makes sense. I mean, from a, from a business perspective, they're pretty different products, but, um, yeah, I'm get, getting excited about that again. Um, it'll be, it'll be tough to fit in time to play regularly, <laughs> but hopefully we can fit in a few, uh, games on the weekend here and there. Um, I know my sister has been joining a regular group, uh, I think almost weekly. Uh, so I'm a little envious and, and trying to get back into it myself. Yeah, that's where, um, I, somehow I missed, I, I feel like maybe deja vu, like I've, I'll, I'll do this quickly, but I missed the D and D craze. Either my school wasn't that into it, or my friendship group or whatever, wasn't that into it. Or maybe it was like the D and D is the devil. And so then it wasn't a thing that, that was even allowed, but I remember some friends at, at like high school library pulling out D and D books and kind of like looking through them and trying to figure out how to, but of course nobody had any experience doing it. And so it wasn't a thing we could even really dive into too far. And so now I'm kind of like, yeah, I've, I tried it with my kids. Actually, we put, picked up a beginner's uh, kit, um, D&D kit, which I, f- I have to find now that we've moved. I, I know it's somewhere around here, but, um, and so, but I think I, I'd love to get into a game with somebody to learn, obviously, how because it, mm-hmm. it was an exercise in frustration teaching, trying to walk through it with my kids <laughs> while they're learning it, while I'm learning it. And obviously having an ex- more experienced DM uh, leading it would help a lot. So we've watched some of the, like, uh, Jeff Kanata has dungeon run series on, on YouTube. That's a really f- popular D and D series anyways. Right. And, but it kind of sets the bar really high for like how fun it is going to be and, and the kind of visual and, and voice actors that are playing and like, <laughs> it's a little next level. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and some of these D and D podcasts, I, I remember when I went to PodCon a couple of years ago, like the, uh, I think the majority of the attendees were there for their like favorite um, role-playing podcast, right? Like people were dressed up as the, you know, various characters uh, that are played by basically professional voice actors doing these, <laughs> these, uh, these shows. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a very popular genre that I haven't gotten into mostly because if I had the time, I'd, I'd rather play myself than listen to other people play, but yeah. they have some really appealing storylines. And like you said, some really skilled uh, game masters running, uh, running things. So if, if you, if you have that less experience, it can be a good way to kind of get into the other game or, or other RPGs as well. There's many, many game systems out there. Um, some that are more geared for kids. Uh, I know, I think I mentioned a while ago, we tried uh, dinosaur princess with, uh, with my son. And, um, there's some other ones out there as well that are a little simpler from the, um, the starter kit that you can get, uh, for, for D and D fifth edition. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting to see it be so popular, especially with quarantines uh, kind of driving these. What are what are the social things we can do easily online? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but yeah, look, looking forward to trying to get something together again with um, with my old high school or what's left of my old high school play group, uh, who who are all still in touch. Yeah, it'll be a good experiment, and I'll have to report back on how it's going. I guess as you do it, and because uh, it would be fun, even with again good stuff. I know we've tried it various times, and it's just like scheduling is the hardest part. Obviously, yeah, time zones it's always the hardest part. Yeah. And so, even like a once a month thing, I don't know how how frequently you need to do it to keep it fresh enough that it's fun, but not so frequently that you're you can't schedule and people fall off too quickly. Uh, but anyways, it'd be a fun thing to try, even like a a very low key version of that with the with the good stuff Discord folks. But yeah, that's um, a good idea. 
I, I know, I mean, when I was, pl- the last time I played with any regularity was, was in college really. Like since then it's only been kind of one shots or, you know, a, a, a weekend gathering to, to play through an adventure. Um, but even, even when we were playing weekly, you know, I, we were all busy with school and, and, you know, we'd gather for maybe, you know, four or five hours one evening, typically maybe every once in a while do a bigger session on, on a weekend. But, um, yeah, the challenge was always, was always the scheduling. I think that remains true for almost anyone who plays. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so before we go, uh, anything else, uh, you or the family have been playing? Yeah, we actually, so with Fortnite actually, which I was telling you before, it feels like the guilty confession or guilty, uh, <laughs> what's the guilty pleasure of video games for me for some reason, even though it's, it's a, it's an amazing game when you really think about what's going on, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like graphically the multiplayer aspect, all of that is, is incredible. All the stuff that's going on and I should not take it for granted <laughs> in the least considering what it's free, first of all. Um, but, and the multi-platformness of it. Um, but yeah, they had season six updates that just came out. It's a primal theme, which somehow equals autumn in Fortnite. I'm not sure why, how that lines up, but anyways, um, they have, so like visually it looks more like autumn, which feels funny mm-hmm. when you're spring here, but, um, Fortnite, I saw someone tweet something to the equivalent of Fortnite is like smash bros where all the characters come together, except it's not just Nintendo licensed characters. It's literally anything. And so now season six, Ellen Ripley from alien was fighting terminators in the trailer. Laura Croft, Croft makes an appearance from tomb Raider, Football player Neymar Jr. is highlighted as coming soon into season six. So it's all this like weird, like every single, there's been obviously DC stuff. And then they had a huge Marvel sort of cinematic universe crossover event inside of it. And basically anything that you ever would think of playing and, and unlike Nintendo, I guess, or maybe you like that, I guess they, you can keep the skins and the, and the stuff from each, mm-hmm. <laughs> each session as you go on, but you can't buy it after the fact, I guess. So in similar to what Nintendo's doing, but um yeah, there's something about it. Like, I don't love playing it in terms of getting my butt kicked by 12 year olds. Um, but it is a fun game that my kids are both, my oldest, anyways, two are, are back into again, wanting to play. Just kind of like a new season. Everybody gets hyped up about it. Um, and so, actually, today we'll see if we have time after school. Uh, might try a little bit of gaming of that. And um, yeah, it's fun. it's kind of a fun, just it's visually fun and, and bright. It's not dark and dreary like many shoot 'em ups like that are. Um, and, and all kind of goofy comic-y style as well. So I don't mind it. It's, it's a fun one to dive back into. So we'll see how long that lasts this time, but that's where we're headed. How about you? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think pretty much I've covered what we've been playing lately. Um, but I think for, you know, Fortnite has always sounded like, uh, someone kind of taking the formula and perfecting it, right? Like Epic, uh, really figuring out, you know, exactly where the sweet spot is to, to get players coming back, to make it really popular, to make it the kind of thing that, you know, kids talk about at school. And then of course they do all of the, the branding stuff outside of the game. Right. I mean, there's there, you can get Fortnite on, emblazoned on everything. It seems yeah. like, <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, com- and I think about, you know, other games where, where like the, the genre had been around for a long time or maybe even had successful entries in it before, but, but someone else like really figured out and kind of took over the space. And and the one that comes to mind is like world of Warcraft, right? Like they've been the dominant MMO for, uh, at least in the U S for what, like f- almost 15 years now. Um, and, uh, you know, many, many others have tried and, and failed. And, and there are smaller ones that have their communities, but it seems like Fortnite, you know, similarly kind of took all the air out of the room, mm-hmm. uh, for that type of, um, uh, you know, 
shooter game with with kind of the goofiness and the costumes and, and everything. Well, and the like the style of having season seasonal updates yeah. that uh, which is huge now across multiple genres and games where they they that's just the language we all use now is like there's a new season of whatever and um, we kind of all collectively media kind of went away from that with streaming. You know, TV was obviously used to be very heavily based around seasons and that was a normal kind of nomenclature or whatever. Um, but streaming kind of took that away. And then, yeah, Fortnite now it's like a very common idea across multiple games that Fortnite's brought back, which like I'm seeing right now is, is brilliant because it gets my kids who are otherwise kind of bored. And like literally two weeks ago, my son oldest was like, I don't play Fortnite anymore. I'm kind of done with it. Right. And then like now, Tuesday, new season comes home. along. Yeah. Like the yeah. friends at school are talking about the new season. He comes home. He's like, dad, there's like this stuff in Fortnite. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to play it today. I'm like, what? I thought you were like, he's been playing hockey. He's been like, yeah, <laughs> it's just funny how, yeah, how easily funny. And obviously, you know, just whatever, how easily we're kind of drawn back into these things just with a few new graphics and and whatever. So, but they actually took about, according to the breakfast table chatter this morning, they took out sniper rifles, which was my one son's favorite method of play. And, and it's a bit more of like, you can collect animal parts and other things to like somehow make better weapons in the game. So there's a bit of like sort of upgrades that you can do within each game, I guess. And so we'll see how that plays out, but yeah. yeah, I've still never still never checked it out. But yeah, it, it's interesting. It does seem like there's a general trend away from like, you know, one time purchase expansions or even like DLC where you you know add a few levels or areas to a game that you've already purchased. And instead, it's this sort of season pass model that that, uh, you know, games like Fortnite are really perfecting. And uh, Hearthstone, which I play on and off, has a similar mm. uh, mechanic where, you know, new cards come in and old cards get retired and you can pay for certain seasonal bonuses uh as as they rotate through um uh with with all your your digital non-existent add-ons uh to your game <laughs> but yeah it sounds sounds like they're they figured out a way to make it really fun and and yeah like in in your son's case to to bring kids back to the game who were regular players got bored uh and now there's just enough new to to pull them back in yeah yeah exactly all right before we wrap up any uh do you want there's some listener feedback we got from oh yeah so my 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 brother-in-law who's uh really into statistics was looking at um uh some info about the you know, top top number of games uh by number of players currently um and it was interesting you know looking at the uh, the chart so PUBG was number one dota 2 was number two uh counter-strike global offensive cyberpunk 2077 which came out uh, late last year uh with you know, a lot of issues, but still pretty popular as, as, a, as a game. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Grand Theft Auto 5, Team Fortress 2, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, Football Manager 2021. And I have played literally none of these games. I've played some games from the series. Like I played the original Counter-Strike, uh, you know, now almost uh, 20 years ago. Um, I played uh, some of the Grand Theft Auto 3 era. Uh, I played some Team Fortress 1. I, I played some of the older Rainbow Six games. Uh, but it's interesting to see see these numbers and and also I'm I'm surprised that Fortnite isn't on this this list. Well, I was going to say this is a it's a Steam specific list, so ah, it has okay. to be on Steam, which Fortnite is not. Uh, gotcha. So there be other games like whatever. Uh, yeah. That explains the distribution of games. Yeah. yeah. So it is limited to that, but I mean that's still a huge library of games, obviously. Right. But, um, but yeah, the 
I, I'm actually surprised. Although I guess no, they took it off. Maybe they took it off. Rocket League used to be on Steam, but maybe when Epic bought them, they took it off Steam probably mm. to go exclusive on the Epic Store, which makes sense. Um, but yeah, the, and even just the staying power of something like Steam Team Fortress Two or like Counter Strike, which those have been around forever, and and also I guess uh, Player Unknown's Battleground is the I guess the equivalent to Fortnite. They're kind of the two games that came out right around the same time in the similar genre of. Uh, I think Player Unknown's Battlegrounds was first to the dropping in on an island and try and kill each other and survive right. game. Well, model. it started as a mod for another game, right? I think. Oh, did it? Oh, okay. I vaguely that? remember reading that. Yeah. Anyways, but, uh, and that one's also multi-platform as well. Um, so, but interesting that it still is the top game these days, or at, at this point anyways, um, on Steam. So uh, interesting stats and and just to see it's interesting i always find it funny looking at or interesting looking at on twitch to see what games are actually being streamed you can see very quickly like which game has the most people watching right now and how many people are actually streaming a game those kinds of numbers is interesting just to get an idea of like the i guess the gaming zeitgeist that's out there based not just my own little worldview of my kids yeah and for me it's it's a reminder that i'm despite having you know a video game podcast with you i'm i'm pretty detached from (laughs) the uh the majority of of where games are being played and who's playing what um yeah yeah i'm I'm off in my weird little like apple arcade niche and and you know old uh, simulation games that i pick up every once in a while and not not the the hugely popular games um except maybe jumping in on like the among us craze briefly yeah (laughs) yeah that's another one we actually need to try a good stuff uh twitch stream or discord or whatever stream of of among us sometime just to play that for for a bit of fun but um all right well it's uh it's lunchtime or almost lunchtime for you and it's past lunchtime for me so my stomach's telling me we got to sign off and uh <laughs> yeah you can't can't eat uh you can't eat the virtual food in, in <laughs> Fortnite and, and be satisfied <laughs> The uh, yes, that's uh, exactly it. So that's the one area that uh, NFTs and whatever still won't replace is just uh, the value of a cheeseburger from lunch or whatever. <laughs> Hopefully, I guess if Star Trek comes to pass, we could be in that. We could get the NFT of Gordon Ramsay's last uh, meal he prepared or something. Yeah, <laughs> in the the whatever it's called. Anyways, the, uh, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the replicator. Yeah, replicator. That's what I was looking for. Thank you for listening to Twenty Five Cents, our video game podcast. You can find me on Twitter at iChris. And you can find me on Twitter and most everywhere else as Alternerd, that's N-U-R-D. And you can find 25 Cents wherever you listen to podcasts, but of course, check out goodstuff.network for where our podcast is hosted at, as well as other shows that are on there. And uh, the Good Stuff Patreon, like we mentioned a couple times in the show here, if you want to support the podcast network, the Good Stuff Podcast Network, visit patreon.com slash goodstuff. You'll get invited to the Good Stuff Discord, where we talk about the idea of playing games together. We don't ever do never do. <laughs> That should be our tagline for the network. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Thanks, Nick. See you again next time. Bye. See you next time. Bye.